0: The Chicago White Sox will have their 6th different right fielder in as many years on opening day 2023. Will it be rising star Oscar Colas? Either you adapt or you die. Why do the mega free agent signings all across MLB have nothing to do with Chicago teams? And seven years ago, the Chicago White Sox were active once again as they were involved in a three-team trade for Todd Frazier. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore G-G-T-B. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Things could have gone in a much different direction for the White Sox if the Cincinnati Reds got their wish in 2015. Uh, why are Chicago baseball teams continuing to act like they are not in a major market. And is Oscar Colas the answer to right field for the White Sox come opening day? Hey, a little bit of uh, housekeeping uh, stuff here, just some news. Uh, again, a reminder, there is a no new episode uh, this Friday, uh, December 16th, unless there is a major move made by the Sox that would require an emergency episode. And starting next week, Monday, December 19th, a lockdown White Sox will enter the offseason schedule and shift to three episodes a week uh, instead of five. But again, uh, if there is some major news on the White Sox front, uh, the episode number can always be modified. Uh, there are more free agents that have found homes uh, throughout baseball. Noah Syndergaard and Carlos Correa signed recently, both heading to the West Coast. Syndergaard joins the Dodgers and Correa leaves the AL Central, does not go to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, He heads to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, The White Sox uh, were not in the shortstop market this offseason, and honestly, I'm really not sure what market uh, they uh, actually are in, but uh, I was asked this recently, and you might want to think about this yourself, uh, of all the free agent signings uh, so far, and there have been a lot of them, Uh, This offseason, which one would I have loved to see the White Sox land? Now, I'm definitely someone that prioritizes pitching, uh, but how amazing would it have been uh, to have Aaron Judge roaming right field on the south side? Uh, The White Sox would have answered a huge need and brought a superstar to the Sox. Uh, If we are talking though about uh, what free agent did the White Sox miss out on since the rebuild started in the fall of 2016? My answer will always be Bryce Harper. Uh, that was the guy I wanted Jerry to basically write a blank check to. Lefty bat, right fielder, just fit the south side mold. Could have definitely been used as a DH, of course. Uh, that was the guy that got away, and but I don't even know how serious the White Sox really were at that time Uh, much like second base right field has been a revolving door for the Sox uh, over the years five different right fielders to start opening day in the last five years Uh, we had A.J. Pollock uh, starting in 2022 Adam Eaton in 2021 Nikki Delmonico in 2020 uh, Dan Polka in 2019, 2018, saw Avi Garcia, and 2017 saw Avi Garcia. So you got to go all the way back to the 2017-2018 back-to-back years where we had some consistency in right field. So if things go the way they are trending, it will be the sixth different opening day right fielder in six years. Oscar Colas could very well be that guy in 2023. Uh, Scott Merkin, uh, covering the White Sacks for MLB.com, had a recent article on the number two White Sacks prospect and 95th overall in baseball, Oscar Colas. Colas talked about his offseason conditioning and the work he is putting in. Uh, I don't like to rest. Why should I rest if I haven't earned anything? Colas told MLB.com through interpreter Billy Russo during a phone interview, I have a goal. I know in order to reach my goal, I have to work hard. Uh, That's what I've been doing. I haven't accomplished anything. I need to work hard, and once I accomplish my goal, then I will work harder for the next one. Uh, According to Merkin, uh, Colas, who is... Uh, just 24 years old, seems to be selling himself a bit short when saying he hasn't accomplished anything. After playing previously in Cuba and Japan, the left-handed hitting outfielder joined the White Sox as an international free agent when he signed a $2.7 million contract in January. Colas's lone minor league season included stops at High A Winston-Salem. He had 59 games there. Double A Birmingham... 51 games and Triple A Charlotte only seven games, 31 at bats, and he slashed 314, 371, 524. I'm more mature. I know how to do things in a better way, how to be more disciplined about baseball and my skills. Colas said, Uh, I know what I'm able to do on the field, and this year I just was able to put a lot together and display what I'm able to do. I don't recall a stretch of four or five games where I wasn't able to hit. We think very highly of him, said White Sacks general manager Rick Hahn of Colas at last week's winter meetings. We think he very much deserves to be in the mix for the opening day roster in 2023. Uh, Merkin went on to write, uh, Hans certainly didn't guarantee Colas uh, as the White Sox starting right fielder, which many people assume, especially uh, when looking at the team's current 40-man roster featuring Luis Robert as the only pure outfielder among the small group, Uh, fans understandably are not thrilled uh, with the White Sox lack of offseason activity coming off a highly disappointing 81-81 and season. Oscar is a special kid, a lot of desire, a lot of hunger. He wants to play. He wants to be good. A lot of determination, said Marco Patti, special assistant to the general manager, international operations who scouted and signed Colas. To be able to leave Cuba and leave Japan, to enter a free agent market without knowing what the results were going to be, you have to be very courageous. I have a lot of respect for him and the way he's handled it since day one. He's prepared to handle that challenge. I think he's got a chance to be successful. Oscar loves to work, and he loves to take care of his body. He's hungry for that opportunity. I think that the results are going to be something special. Support from the fans and my teammates. It makes me feel good, Cola said. It definitely fuels my motivation just reaching my goals and making my dream come true is a motivation. All those little things, when you factor all those little things, it makes you feel unbelievable. You know, I'm motivated, and I really want to earn that spot. That's my goal right now. I'm working hard for that, and we'll see what happens. Uh, We sure will. Pitchers and catchers, of course, report uh, in just about two months. We're knocking on the door here, folks, uh, of spring training. Uh, Whether you think they are actually worthy of the contracts is a completely different argument. Uh, I'm going to tell you why Chicago baseball is being left in the dust. Uh, More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Uh, You live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Uh, What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Uh, Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. Love reading the newspapers, uh, magazines, articles, whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, digital print, uh, tangible stuff that's fine by me. Rick Morrissey had an interesting article in the Chicago Sun-Times recently uh, entitled, When Will the Cubs and White Sox Act Like Major Market Teams? How about never? Uh, this was from Morrissey's article. I don't want to get into a debate about whether Judge is worth $360 million the Yankees spent on him. The market says he is, so he is. Nor do I want to argue whether the slugger was right for either franchise at this point in their respective journeys. I would like to bemoan an unfortunate truth. Neither team has ever committed to spending big money year after year the way Yankees and Dodgers have. That's a sin given that Chicago is the third largest city in the country, and given what the Cubs and Sox have put their fans through historically. Both franchises have spent decades pushing the message that doling out large sums of money is not the way to build a winning team. Chicago is a major market, but it has two baseball teams that want you to think you're living in a dusty town where Carneys go to retire. Uh, Three years ago, the Sox tried to sign Manny Machado. He went to the Padres instead. Unless we're in the business of applauding failure, that isn't a positive. Trying isn't succeeding. Being perceived as the second team in a two-team market as the Sox are doesn't mean you have to act like it. The Angels and the Mets certainly don't spend like they were left out of the will. I'm sure the Sox will chide me for wanting to chase big names, who will make a splash, but could hurt the franchise in the end. You mean like Tony La Russa? I wish a Chicago sports franchise would get a new owner and start acting like the Yankees with all the money and lunacy that goes with it. Most Chicagoans have spent their entire lives hearing that big spending doesn't equal championships, but common sense tells tells us that outspending competitors year after year, decade after decade, at least gives teams a chance of being good more often than not. Wow. Great article by Rick Morrissey of uh, Chicago Sim Times. Morrissey is right on. Uh, The saying adapt or die has been going around in regards to the way MLB free agency has been going. Huge contracts for 10 11 years. That's what these players want. And if you aren't going to play the game, you're not even going to have a seat at the table. Uh, The Machado thing didn't happen several years ago because Jerry didn't want to play the game that Machado's people laid out. We all knew how much guaranteed money he wanted and probably even the amount of years. The White Sox tried to do it on their terms and it failed. The White Sox made a huge splash when they traded for Todd Frazier. I'm going to tell you why Tim Anderson almost became a Cincinnati Red. More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to college, bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So we got a uh, another anniversary here to, to celebrate. Seven years ago this week, the Chicago White Sox acquired Todd Frazier from the Cincinnati Reds in a three-team trade. Uh, the White Sox got all-star third baseman Todd Frazier The Dodgers got outfielder Trace Thompson, right-hander Frankie Montas, and infielder Micah Johnson from the White Sox. Remember those names? And the Cincinnati Reds got infielders Jose Peraza, Brandon Dixon, and outfielder Scott Schlebler from the Dodgers. Uh, According to an article in Bleacher Report by Zachary Reimer, If the White Sox can't get it done with Frazier in 2016, it's not the end of the world. He doesn't hit free agency until 2017, so he'll be in Chicago for at least the next two seasons. The downside of this trade for the White Sox is that they had to sacrifice a good chunk of young talent, uh, but it could have been worse. The White Sox didn't have to surrender Top shortstop prospect Tim Anderson, whom the Reds really wanted in exchange for Frazier. These things considered, the White Sox have done well. Uh, so remember, uh, during the 2014 offseason, we talked about it in the previous episode. The Sox traded for Jeff Samarja, acquired David Robertson, Adam LaRoche, and Melky Cabrera. They went uh, and they finished, uh, they went all in and they finished fourth place in the AL Central. During Frazier's first year with the White Sox, the team jumped out to a 23 and 10 record, and on May 15th, the Sox were five games up in the AL Central. They eventually fizzled out and lost their first place standing on May 27th. The 2016 White Sox did not get it done. They finished in fourth place yet again with a 78 and 84 record. We all know what happened that offseason. The White Sox blew things up. And Todd Frazier, along with David Robertson and Tommy Canely, were traded to the New York Yankees on July 18th, 2017, for essentially Blake Rutherford, who was the MLB's 30th ranked prospect at the time. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Don't forget about the uh, YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please consider that. We're around 700 subscribers. Love to get to the thousand mark. Uh, before opening day, I think we can. I think we can get that done, uh, definitely. So please check that out if you haven't. Just search "Locked On White Sox." Uh, thank you for making "Locked On White Sox" your first listen for your next listen. Check out the "Locked On Sports Today" podcast: the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up in the next episode, I will continue to take a look at offseason uh, scenarios for the Chicago White Sox as the Pedro Grifol era moves full steam ahead. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox!